Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me, and I just wanted to take a minute and say that I hope that when you come to this section of your podcasting app that you feel like you aren't alone, that you feel encouraged and understood um, because I think it's really easy, especially when you're dealing with behaviors to feel, or I shouldn't say, I shouldn't talk for anybody else, but for me, when I was struggling with more intense um, physical behavior that just kind of like came out of nowhere and I was not prepared for, and I tried all the calming things and they weren't working, I felt really alone as a mom because I didn't feel like anybody I knew could understand what I was going through. And sometimes I think, yes, we may not have, you know, we may not have people in like really in our more immediate community that are experiencing some of the same behaviors. But as you go a little bit further out, you will find that you are for sure not alone. There are so many people struggling with deep, intense behaviors or even just behaviors that maybe aren't super intense, but just feel constant and are draining. And so I just want you to know that if you're in that place, I totally understand you. You are not alone and there is hope. I can tell you that from from experiencing it. And I hope that you can just take this as an opportunity to really grow yourself and sanctify yourself. And honestly, one of the biggest things is just continually choosing the thing that you want and are like desiring in the moments where you don't want to choose that, you know? So like making the choice between going for what you want and taking the easy route because it's really hard. And this is like a muscle. The more you choose to continue to push through, to stay calm just a little bit longer, to, you know, maybe apologize for not being able to refrain from yelling or being triggered in a way that's impacting your child, or maybe you play when you really just don't want to and you just take an extra second and you decide I'm just going to push through this I'm going to choose to do play because I know this is going to get me the result I want and my desire for that is more than my desire to stay in this place and so just to remind yourself like this is a muscle the more you exercise it even if it's just pushing a little bit further I can remember sometimes when I was in the midst of like really long listening sessions and I was starting to lose my patience 
in my mind, I would just think like just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And when you think about it, you know, just one more minute, maybe that might help you versus like, okay, I got to do this for 30 more minutes, you know, like just make it one more minute. And then you make that minute. You're like, okay, I can make it one more minute and just it snowballs. Um, and so just really trying to pick, pick something and work that muscle a little bit more. And the more you do that, and that doesn't mean like the more you do that immediately, but the more you do that over time, the more you make those little choices that, that actually make big impact, the stronger that muscle is going to be. And then the easier it's going to get. So it might feel really daunting right now, but just take a step, just take the next right step towards what you are desiring. And anyways, okay, that was kind of a tangent, but I just felt like it was on my heart. So today, back on topic, we are in the midst of holiday season and I wanted to just take some time to discuss something that comes up so often and even more so probably around the holidays with all the gatherings and the parties and the activities and all the presents and so on. And before I tell you what we're going to talk about. I want to ask you if this has ever happened to you. Have you ever planned this really fun day for your child? Like, oh, I know they're going to, they've been wanting to do this for so long and today is the day and you surprise them and you take them to this place and you have so much fun and you had lunch together and you stayed there even longer and then maybe you like took a trip to the store and they bought a toy or something, you know, whatever, just this like really fun, amazing day that you have planned exactly how you know your child would love it. And you get to the end of that day and all of a sudden they have a big meltdown or they start spouting off things like, I don't like you, or you don't understand anything about me. And (laughs) they just say these things that you are like, I literally just took you on your most favorite day ever and I don't understand you what are you talking about and it can be really frustrating have you ever experienced anything like that well I want you to know that this is not just your child this is actually a thing and it's called the spoiled outing So what happens is we are giving our child extra attention or they're having extra fun and our child wants to absorb that event. And when they're doing that, we are creating more connection. Their safety increases and then they fill up with all of this good attention um, and the expectations and the, the fun and everything going on to the point where they can't absorb anything else. Their natural instinct is to heal any upsets that are stored up and offload feelings so that they have the capacity to absorb more of the good that has happened, you know, during that event or that day. So they have feelings that are stored up that are negative. So that is usually why the things they say don't measure up to what just happened, like that wasn't fun. I hated today. I never want to come here again. You don't know me, you know, so on and so forth. Because they instinctually know they don't have any more room to hold anything else and they need to release something. So what our brain wants to do is to release anything negative that is stuck. And that comes off in big feelings and probably negative words. depending on how old your child is. 
so that that creates more space in their brain to continue to absorb all of the amazingness that just was. So you might be thinking, okay, well, I guess at least I know that's a thing, but what can I actually do about it? And I would say the biggest thing that you can do about it is just listen. So if you are at a holiday party and you're at someone's house and your child just suddenly, like maybe it's afternoon, you've already experienced, you know, quite a bit of the party, they're playing and having fun and opening presents and all the things. And all of a sudden they're having this meltdown or shouting at you. And what I want you to do is just listen. Now, obviously, if you are in someone else's house or even if you're at your own house, but there's a, you know, a fairly sized group, and maybe even if it's just a handful of people, I would recommend bringing your child to a quiet space so that they aren't interrupting everyone else, but also so that your child can actually work through their feelings because who wants to have an emotional breakdown in front of a bunch of people? Not me. (laughs) And it's also going to allow your child to work all of the way through it without trying to push it down because even little kids can recognize when other people are uncomfortable or when we are starting to feel uncomfortable because we're recognizing that other people are uncomfortable and they can sense that very quickly and when they sense that they will start to shut down and the reason that you don't want that to happen is because the reason that we don't want to push it down even though that might make it feel a little bit more comfortable in the moment is because the more you allow it to be push back down or essentially are kind of pushing it back down you might not be thinking like oh i'm gonna make them keep their feelings in but you might be doing or saying things that's trying to distract them away from actually having the feelings and that is going to create more buildup so my question to you would be would you rather deal with some emotions now in that moment or a larger explosion later And if the answer is, I don't want to deal with a larger explosion later, or probably your capacity to deal with that later is going to be very small because you have also used up a lot of your energy and brain space to have that holiday experience. Even if you were just attending somebody else's, you know, if you were going to a family's house for a Christmas, um, that still takes a lot, especially as a mom, when you're thinking about everybody, what they need, what we have to pack, um, just all the things. You also have to remember what your capacity is going to be like to deal with this at another time. And so really just creating space for your child to have the feelings and not feeling like you need to rush them through or you need to stop it. Because the more you can let them work through it, the better the rest of your day is going to go. So that might look like going to a separate room. That might look like going out to the car so that you can just sit in there and you don't have to worry about people hearing screams from the other room. It might mean going outside. Now, if you're in Minnesota, that might be a little chilly, but um, maybe it means you bundle up and you go outside or you go in somebody's garage or something, just like find a place. Maybe when you get there, if your child tends to do this, or if you know that they have a little bit more difficulty with transitions or lots going on, when you get to wherever you're going, 
look around and pre-plan out, okay, if my child starts to have a meltdown, instead of getting them to try to stop, I'm going to listen and here's where we are going to plan to go so that you are prepared. It is much better to expect that these things are going to happen and then they don't versus hoping that they won't happen and then they do. The other thing that I wanted to touch on is that I think a lot of times we can feel embarrassed. Like, do you ever feel your face turning red or you're like starting to feel sweaty or you find yourself trying to make excuses for your child's behavior? And I just want to ask you why. If you truly understand your child's emotional development and what is really going on, there's no reason to feel that way. Now, it might be because other people don't understand that. But that's okay. We have to remember that we are our child's biggest advocate. And this might take a little bit of time. I didn't always feel super confident in this, but now it's like it doesn't phase me because I always have reminded myself in these heightened situations that I would much rather support my child's heart then worry about other people's expectations, especially if you are like in a store or something. I think this is really common when we're like in a store and our child's losing it and we're just like, oh, everybody's staring at me. Who cares really? Because you don't know any of those people. The chances that you're going to see them again, probably pretty slim. And even if you do, they probably aren't going to remember you and you're probably not going to remember them. Is that, is that like, um, visual of what you are like as a mom and your child being, you know, having the best behavior more important to you than how they're actually feeling inside. And when you come at it from that angle, you're like, well, well, hopefully you're like, well, duh, obviously I care more about my child's heart. When you can remind yourself of that in the moments, it's much easier to respond that way. And sometimes it is helpful just for you. Maybe you don't have to separate, but maybe it's easier for you to separate because of the fact that you don't want everybody staring at you because it's more pressure and you are kind of in that transition between like really establishing like, I'm okay with this. I don't care if you're not okay with it. This is what we're doing sort of thing because that, I mean, some people, it's your personality. You're strong about it. For others like me, I was not. And it took some time. um, But the more you can understand what your child is actually going through and that you want to help them at at the root cause, at a heart level versus caring about what other people think, that's it. (laughs) That will help you. That will carry you through. And, um, so as you go into these next few weeks into holiday parties, into even like if your kids have parties at school, daycare, just family gatherings, outings for different activities, just remind yourself before you go again, don't hope that things won't happen, especially if your child hasn't proved you otherwise. Like I used to spend so much time hoping that my child would not hit somebody the next day. Guess what? The next day came, he did. And it was harder for me every single time because I was hoping and hoping and hoping that it wouldn't happen and then it did happen. Whereas when I recognized, he has not proven to me that he's not going to. So why am I putting that on him when he's shown me that he still really needs help here? 
So instead of hoping that these things won't happen, prepare yourself, remind yourself, this is what might happen and that's okay. This is actually a good thing because my child is clearing out the gunk and they are going to be storing up these memories for as long as they can. So I hope that gives you a little bit of confidence, especially if your child tends to have a little bit more difficulty with all of the stimulation that can be happening. And if you have any questions, I would love for you to just shoot me a message over on Instagram. I would love to chat with you if you're struggling with anything, if you need some help, or maybe you just need some encouragement or some solidarity, like you aren't alone because you're not. And um, I would love to provide that for you if you need that. So I will put all that information in the show notes so you can easily access it. And I hope you have a great holiday season. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I'd love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.